Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Hey everybody, it's Marguerite and I am here again getting ready to record a fabulous podcast with George Garrett. Alright, Guerra. George Guerra. You gotta roll the R's. I'm not so good at the Guerra. And you would think I would be good at it because my husband is actually Spanish. And so you would think my name, but it depends. You know, some people say Crispillo, some say Crespillo. It just kind of depends. How do you say it properly? I say Crispillo, and so does his family because, like I said, they were born in Spain. And so they, they have a different lisp which I didn't really understand the whole lisp thing until Joe and I went to Spain last year for a couple of weeks. We had a blast and realized that there's a, a different, uh, a whole different lisp, a different dialect, I guess you could say, with the different languages. So, are you Snapchatting me? No, I'm just taking oh. a picture here for social media. After. <laughs> uh, it's a great time I had with you. Of course, of course. Well, let me read a little bit of your bio because you have a long one, and uh, we got some really exciting stuff to talk about for with you. So it says, you were, you have seen the South Florida real estate landscape change from a stable market with a strong work ethic in the late '90s to a real estate boom where buyers are easily financed, to an economic downturn fueled by inflated property values. Born in the boom and raised in the crash, I like that, RESF began to rewrite how South Florida real estate is bought, sold, and leased by leveraging technology. Guerra aggressively markets properties on a worldwide platform with next generation tools such as social media, virtual walkthroughs, and online applications. A third generation entrepreneur, I love that, Guerra opened Real Estate Salesforce or RESF in 2005. The real estate firm has grown to over 300, oh, you said 400 earlier, agents, and currently has four offices in Coral Gables, Miami Lakes, Halea, and Boca Raton. So I'm going to leave it at that because I'm going to let you tell your story. All right, all right. So, so yeah, we, we were uh, here in South Florida. We started as a small boutique firm in 2005. We specialized in turnkey sales for developers. And we all know how 2006, 2007 went. Wow. Market crashed. Yeah. So to, to give you an idea, we lost our farm area completely during those years. Wow. And we sort of shifted from developer representation to residential. What a wake-up call. What yeah. a major difference in real estate. So at, at that point, um, keep in mind that we just jumped into an industry that started going online. And, and the beauty about it was that, you know, where I was in my life, um, it, it was very easy for me to interpret and see the direction of our industry. And you know, I've sort of positioned my company ever since that point to sort of you know work well with those changes. So as as we go on, I'll explain to you in detail 
how we've done little things, different tricks here and there in order to keep us top of mind, in order to sort of combat reputation with technology, which was, you know, our main theme when, when we started growing our company. You know what I love most about great agents like yourself is, honestly, you do well in any market because you learn how to shift and adjust, right? And, and, you, and you can kind of see what's going on. And I think that's such a vital component. Like, I think the people who got into the market when it was super hot, then they got, you know, shocked when the market crashed. If they survived that, like I've been in real estate 23 years, so I've seen it a few times, but the ones who didn't make it, I just feel bad. It's like I, I learned right during, when I got into real estate, interest rates were 8%, and we were happy to have it, you know? and the market was rough during that time, so we had to learn to be innovative and creative and do the stuff that you need to do, and it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Well, you, you know what? I learned this in life, that nothing is easy and i knew Darn that, it. <laughs> yeah, that, that if i wanted to be successful i needed to suffer i needed to bleed i needed yeah. to fall to the floor i needed to lose all hope and uh the real estate crash did that for me yeah and yeah. one thing that i didn't do is i didn't give up I, I told myself that business was still gonna move i needed to be in the middle of it until i figured it out i wasn't gonna stop and i think that that is what made me the agent that I am today. The fact that I was forced to figure it out. The fact that I, I came to terms that it was really about consistency and persistence more than anything. And that and that reputation was gonna be built whether I knew it or not as long as I kept on that direction. And, and obviously time did play in our favor with that. As soon as the market recovered, you know, we were one of the first players that were still out there that were with open arms saying, we're here, we're ready, give it to us, and we're here to impress you with what we, with what we gotta do. Do you remember, like I vividly remember like my worst day in the real estate industry. I, I remember driving down the freeway crying my eyes out, you know, just boohooing in the car saying, I don't, God, I don't, dear God, I don't know what your plan is for me, but, you know, can you give me something, like give me some little thing? <laughs> so, so you, you know what, I vividly remember sitting in my office, calling my office line to make sure it worked. <laughs> I love point, that. <laughs> just to make sure that it worked. and. Yeah. You know, keep in mind that we were at a time, and I'm sure you were in the same time, that no matter what contract we did, nothing stuck. Yeah. Nothing stuck. Yeah. And, and that we were forced to play the short sale market, the rental market, just to, you know, just make to survive. And, and you know, it, it was terrible. Everybody was in a holding pattern. Again, I would just call my office just to hear it ring, just to make sure everything was working. You know, and, and it wasn't, a, you know, a, the worst day. It was the worst year, yeah, you know, when, right. when, when we were going through that. You know, we were looking for anything that would stick. Nothing was working. But, you know, again, the, the trick was not giving up. So, so tell me when you're in that spot where you're trying to see if your phone's even working because you're like something's wrong, no one's calling. What was the first thing that you did? Like, how did you pull yourself out of that? So, so you know what? Great question. And uh, you know what? I, I, I knew that the market was still moving. I just needed to figure out where it was and who was doing it and how were they doing it. So during the real estate crash, as it was falling, you know, the rental market was booming. You know, people were losing their houses. South Florida has had a strong rental market for years. Um, we had an artificial boom, so we hit the rental market hard. Okay, the other trend that was trending heavily was the short sales. And, and I don't know how it is in California, but in South Florida, 
we have list pendants and these list pendants get get they get registered online and we're able to get a list so we went on an offensive the rental market and the short sale list you know we completely missed the REO market which was really to our benefit because we got to learn how to really make it during these hard times yeah without any of the, that REO help but you know we went and we found the deals we either a went after the the short sale directly or those that were smart in our group went after attorneys and, and they, they worked well working with attorneys and servicing their clients but we had to do what what I call my business you know the, the shoveling the dirt you know the hard work the the, the, the work in real estate that nobody wanted to do what I learned from doing that was you know, and I'm sure you know this as well, that we got a big chunk of our business from our past clients. Yeah. You know, a huge yeah. chunk. And during those rental times where people lost their homes and they became, became renters, the fact that we stuck with them, the fact that we serviced them were really seeds that came to fruition in the future. You know, these guys became, they lost their homes, they became renters, then they became buyers again. And some of them are in second generation purchases. So we did a lot of you know, investing in our future during those times. We didn't know it, but those seeds did bloom years later. So, so I I, I want to highlight that because I think that it's so valuable for people to understand that no matter what others are going through, if you can keep that relationship going, that they will come back to you. They just want anyone who will help them, you know, and give them some guidance and give them some compassion. Yeah, and more importantly, in, in, in our industry, which we have such a big turnaround, you know, agents, you know, stay in our business, what, an average of three to four years? Yeah, barely, pay. yeah. So, so, so to have a figure in our industry who's consistent, who's been in the business, who's good at what he does, you know, who is trustworthy, is huge. Yeah. So, fast forward a little bit, you get through this rough part of the market, and you decide to redirect again a little bit. You decide to start building your brokerage and recruiting more, right? Absolutely. So, so once I <coughs> sort of understood that there was no secret to this business, that I complete <laughs> the one that I'm going to make or break it, and this this falls on on, on my shoulder. Um, you know, during these these those troublesome years, you know, I was able to learn that there's a system, there's techniques, and there's building blocks to our business and how they're done, in what order they're done. Um, I decided to teach people how to do it. You know, I said, if I can do it, I can teach people to do it. And um, I started to recruit. I started with one, two, or three agents. And uh, surely enough, leveraging some of our techniques, which are no secret, all right. hard work, right. a lot of consistency, uh, with, a, with a sprinkle of technology on top of that, um, we, were, we were able to get people who haven't been in the business very long to be active and busy in the business right away. Yeah. And, you know, you know we, we leveraged that with the boom of, of, of the internet, with the boom of video technology, the boom of the online leads that, that came up, we were able to leverage all of those in order to keep our new generation, our new agents sort of busy in, in this new sort of real estate world that sort of, you know, come up. Um, and I started recruiting, I started one, two or three, um, the way we worked started resonating and we got four, five, six more. Um, I went from an executive office to a beautiful office to now an even bigger office and then we separated and we went you know, along our coast, so we cover all of South Florida, and um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, we focus on what we consider the most valuable proposition out there, which is, you know, how we market real estate, and we focus on marketing our listings the very best way we can, from photography to video. We don't discriminate uh, what we shoot video on prices, just because we know that we are building relationships. 
So we have to invest with our clients in the inexpensive ones to get the expensive ones later. So we are on an offensive measure to create phenomenal collateral, show our clients, our social circle, how we do it, how good we do it, and grow our business the good old fashioned way, doing good work, showing it to people, and, and letting people know that it works. You know what I love about that most is one thing that I teach frequently is it's how you show up. And so what I'll ask agents all the time is, is if you got a, what well, used to be a million dollar, now if you got like a five million dollar client walked in today and wanted to work with you, how would you show up for them? And does the $200,000 client deserve any less? Absolutely not. And I think when you really look at it that way, that's where you do build those relationships and you get lifetime clients. Well, well, you know what, I, I, I tell my agents something similar to that, and, and I tell my agents this, especially my new agents, you know, that come into the business and they jump into the rental market, and, and we throw them in the rental market right away because it's the most dominant transaction, and for me as a broker, it shows me, can you close, are you a closer? Right. Um, with, with that being said, you know, agents tend to come back to me and say, George, I don't want to work the rental market. Rentals suck. I want to go after sales. And I tell them, very honestly, and I said, listen, you know, I understand rentals suck, but out of those 100 people, three are going to become millionaires. One's going to win the lottery. One's going to marry rich. One's going to start a business and become a millionaire. If you're not servicing them from the very beginning, what makes you think they're going to buy with you tomorrow? Yeah. We have to sacrifice and do what we don't want so tomorrow we get to reap those rewards. And real estate is one of those industries that once you have it on automatic, once they're calling you, you've made it. You're living the dream. You're having lunch whenever you want. You're spending time with your kids. You're, you're taking vacations. You're making great money. But to get there, you have to suffer. You have to bleed. You have to do the things you don't want to do in order to get there. You know, there's that great saying, and I don't know who said this quote, but it's do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. And I told my teenagers that all the time, I'm like, do it, you do what you have to do, and then you get to do what you want to do. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. But there, 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 there's a method to our business. And you know what? We're in this crazy business where, believe it or not, this is a reputation-based business. Absolutely. Where you grow your business off the reputation you build. And reputation takes time. It takes demonstration. I love that. And, I'm going to write that and, down. And, and those things, you know, take a while. And, and, and again, you know, obviously consistency and persistency helps with that reputation growth. And if you don't have that reputation, then you have to leverage technology like nobody else can. So a big thing that you talk about is consistency. I preach this all the time. I've mailed to my database every single month for 20 plus years. What do you do to stay consistent with your client base? So, so you know what, great, great question. And luckily for me, I'm a real estate broker and my client base are my agents. But what did I do and what do I preach for, for my clients, for my agents to do with their social circle, past clients and their client base? Um, I am a heavy marketer, I am a smart marketer. So I'll give you an example. I tell my agents very simple that their net worth or their network is their net worth. So we start off every agent at the beginning of their career, I want a list. I want to know how many contacts you have in your database and I want to make sure you have the data points that are important to me as a marketer there and present. And they are full name, address, email, status, are you an owner or a renter? And I want notes, how long you've been there or not. And then I want a number, George, I have 200 people on that list, okay? So what do I want you to do? I want you to hit your audience three different ways a month. And I'll give you an example. 
with their cell phone number. Okay, there's this awesome new program out there, which I'm sure you probably know, called Sly Broadcast. Have you heard of Sly Broadcast? Uh, yes, it's where you can call and just go straight to voicemail, right? No, no, that, that's Sly Dial. Oh, sorry. Nope, I don't okay. know what it is then. So Let's hear it. Think, think of Sly Broadcast as the big brother of Sly Dial. Oh, okay. All right, so, so let's say you have a thousand contacts on your phone. I can upload them to Sly Broadcast and I can make one phone call and I can say, hey, George, sorry I missed your phone call. I wanted to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. And I can broadcast that to a thousand people's voicemails in one click of a button. Right? Well, that was, that was just the, that was the best tip of the year. There, there, there you go. And, and I'll give you an example. I tell my agents that, you know what, you got to call your people. And if you don't want to call your people, slide broadcast them. And, you know, you should call them. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Those are gimmies. Okay. I think twice a year, you should call them and say, hey, this is George. Sorry that I, that I missed connecting with you. But from time to time, I do free comparative market analysis to my friends and my family just so that they're in the know. If you would like one, email me or, or text me your address and your, and your email and I'll have them back to you by the end of the week. So it's just a very simple way of reaching to your audience in the old school manner that works the best, which is the phone, and not having to, to dial a thousand people and do it in one shot. So anytime you can leverage technology to be very smart, I want to bring that into my team. Well, so, that right there was worth like a bazillion dollars. So everyone should listen to this so, podcast just so they can hear that tip, if nothing else. Awesome. So, so check this out. You know, having that, that phone call as a data point, you can either slide broadcast them or call them directly. Right. Whichever one you want. Okay. Next, I have an email. So you know what? Anytime I can spend a little bit of money to hit a big audience, I'm going to add that to my to my repertoire. Definitely. So keep in mind that as a company, I forecast my marketing. So I'll look three months in advance and I'll look at the calendar, I'll look at the holiday calendar, and I will create opportunities for me to market to my audience. So email campaign or a social post, and I will distribute that through my 400 agents with, with, with hashtags, with the quote to put on there. If you look at my website today, this is International Coffee Week. So ah, we've, yes. gone coffee, we've gone coffee theme from our Facebook banners, to our Instagram, there you go, to our, to our, to our Instagram, to our, our, our Facebook. Yep. And, and you got the good coffee. There, there you go. We got the coffee that'll keep you awake. So, so again, you know, we create over 12 opportunities for you to hit your audience throughout the year and even for fun. The next thing, the, the, the next variable point that I collect is your address. And uh, I'm a big believer in farming and print i'm just i'm just a believer in when you should do it at different times so i'll give you an example if i get a postcard like this okay yeah something yeah. very simple you know know the home of your valley if i send this postcard to my farm area 99 percent of these go in the garbage right but if i send this to my social circle past client my mom my grandmother they're going to put this on the refrigerator and my friends from high school are going to say oh my god george is for real <laughs> my cousin's going to say hey, my cousin's really a realtor look he's mailing it so for me before i fly her to anybody i make a system flyering to my social circle on past clients and we have eight different different flyers that don't say you're a top producer but that, that they're, they're interesting tidbits that might be interesting to somebody and then I also recommend having some sort of thank you card. Yeah. Okay. Where you can, you know, brand it and you can send your thank you cards. And we know how effective thank you cards are. So phone, email, print, you know, are, are some of the ways that I hit them. And then my, my last method is social media. 
You know, I think there's no other platform where your social circle is in all the time. They're nosy and they're trying to see what you're doing, who exactly. you're with. So what a great place to show them, hey, I'm active. Look at how I sell real estate. Look how often I'm selling real estate. Look at me in class in real estate. So I think that to be a real realtor in today's market, you know, anybody can play one on Facebook. The question is, do you have game? Can you hit their phone? Can you hit their inbox? Can you hit their desktop? And can you be consistent on those three to the most important group you have, which is social circle past clients? So I, I try to create a barrage of offensive measures that don't cost much, that are highly effective, leveraging technology to be as smart and consistent as I can be with them. What are some of your thoughts on the online stuff, you know, like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com? What are your thoughts on that? So, so do you want me to be frank with you? Yes. You know, those are cold leads. Right. Those are cold leads. I need to be done with my hot leads before I even touch a cold lead. And I, I think that from a marketing perspective, I think they're okay. You know, they're, they're not definitely something to build a business out of. I, I think we know that real estate is a listing game, and those are all for buyers that don't know you. And so I think you really got to work very hard. You got to work a CRM. You got to be all over it to really be successful. Um, it works with some realtors. Um, I like to leverage my online leads to sort of complement my farm area. So I'll give you an example. When I go after my for sale by owners, my expired listings and my list pendants, okay, I like to go in there leveraging those Zillow leads, say, hey, I work with a group of buyers and I have them come in tomorrow. And with my Zillow, my Trulia leads, I like to leverage, hey, you know I work with off-market listings. You know, if you stay with me, I'm, I'm not only going to have what's out there in the market, but I have these off-market listings as well. Um, I like it just to keep me busy within my farm area, but I don't use it as my main source of income, nor am I going to rely on it. I think my social circle, my past clients are too strong for me to avoid and, and, and to lose that, that you know, importance. So what I'm hearing you say is that you basically have a few different baskets and you're constantly using those baskets to fill up you know, your lead sources and a number of other things. So, so check this out. I have a farm area and I have a social circle and both of them I target aggressively. My social circle, there's only so much that I can do. My farm area, there's a lot of things that I can do. Obviously with less of a result than my social circle. Now, with for my downtime, if I'm building a team, these are all things that I need to sort of be the rainmaker and create opportunities for. Um, as a real estate marketer, I wouldn't want my farm area being taken over by my, my competitor right. by paying for it. I think I want to cover my bases, I, I want to be territorial, and I want to spend my money where I need to be to sort of protect it. I take my farm area personal. You know, I, I lose sleep when somebody's in there, so I want to make sure that if I can afford it and I got my systems in place, that, that I'm covering every angle within that area. So not only are you running a 400 agent brokerage, but you're also running your own personal production team. So, so, so you know what? I, 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 I'm a non-competing broker. I haven't sold a property in a couple of years, but okay. I do have a team that handles my house accounts. Okay. So I've been practicing for a very long time. Um, so for me, agent development, marketing, uh, and training is really my forte. So I, I pretty much go around uh, specifically, not specifically, but the millennials has been my biggest demographics that has, that has been attracted to me. So I'm getting a bunch of young agents who are joining my firm and we're helping people who haven't been in the business really figure out the path to take and, and they're being successful. So, so for me, you know, I, I, I have the insight of 400 plus agents. I know what they do, how they do it, how often they do it, what works, what doesn't. There's nothing you can tell me that I don't know, I haven't seen 
or don't understand what it is well you know the funny thing is is that the average age for real estate agents across the country is like 55 right 57 I'm not quite there. I'm close, but not quite there. <laughs> close. And and the, and what's funny is that that seems to be changing to me because especially in talking to your company, do you know what the average age of the agents at your company is? Yeah, for sure. The average age is under the age of forty. So check this out. Um, in according to my numbers, the numbers might be skewed, but the average real estate agent is fifty-seven years old. Okay. In an industry that's gone ninety-eight percent online. Yeah. So I, 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 in my recruitment, I joke around and I always say, "Give this phone to a fifty-seven-year-old and give it to a twelve-year-old. Right. See who sells this online first and gets the money in your bank account and gets the most money for it. <laughs> and there's a huge chance the twelve-year-old is going to be the most successful. Right. So, right. so keep in mind that in the last twelve years, there's been a huge technology revolution in my industry, and and there's two sides of this revolution. Number one. When I first got into the business 19 years ago, I controlled search. If you wanted a two-bedroom in my city, I had to go to my office and, and our listings were faxed. In. Right. And then a couple right. a couple years later, we got a computer. Then pictures were allowed, and then we got laptops. And uh, you know, so when I first started, my clients, I, I controlled search. And if they wanted to know how much their taxes were, I needed to drive to the tax roll office and make copies. Today, my clients get all that information and all my research information in a click of a button. Exactly. On top of that, from, from an agent's perspective, you know, I needed to come to the office. Today, I can do my searches from my iPhone. I can even sign contracts from my iPhone. So we lost the ability to search, and as a real estate broker, we've lost a lot of the office culture. People prefer to work at home. They're more mobile. They want to be out on the road. So with that, with, with that changes, you know, it caused a lot of things. And you know, search going online by 90%, there is a huge room for that tech-savvy agent to put himself in a position today to be a leader in the next five to 10 years. Well, you know, it's interesting because I started just a little bit before you. I've been 23 years and same thing, you know, we, now we've, I just did a transaction almost completely via text. You know, and it's it's so hard, you know, to imagine that 20 years ago when we still, you know, were getting stuff faxed and everything else. It was kind of crazy. Absolutely. And, and, and again, you know, with this huge, you know, where there's chaos, there's opportunity. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, there's a huge opportunity there, especially for that new agent coming in, especially with that tech savvy who understands how to communicate socially, who understands how to get his message across online, who understands where buyers are searching, and again, you know, to put himself in front of it. I think there's a huge opportunity. I think there's going to be a cleansing in our market in the next five to ten years, and I think, you know, tech is going to dominate. I think that uh, we need to, as real estate practitioners, be in the know of who's entering our market, what technology is going in there, and how to use it. I think that's going to be pivotal moving forward. Well, so the big news that I wanted to talk about, too, is the fact that you just got elected to an NAR position. Tell us all about that. So, yeah, you know what? For the first time, um, Elizabeth Menenhill, the new president for 2018, she there's a chair called the New Tech, uh, Technology and New Business Forum. And uh, they had an election nationwide, and I joke around that I'm the only Cuban to win a national election. We saw Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz weren't able to pull it off. 
<laughs> you did it. <laughs> we, we did. We did. So, so, so we will be leading that. Uh, I'll be vice chair 2017, and I will be chair 2018. I am also the uh, chairman for the Miami, the South Florida YPM chapter over here. So the, the, for the Miami associations, I am the chairman for the YPM board. And a lot of people don't know this, but I have also been elected as the residential board president for 2018 for the Miami Association of Realtors, which if you don't know, it's the largest association in the nation with 43,000 agents. So is NAR next? You're going to be the first uh, Cuban president of NAR? So, so you know what? Baby steps. <laughs> I want to make sure I do a great job where I'm at right now. And if, you know, opportunity knocks, I'm not one to say no. But you know what? I want to do a great job here. I have a great, uh, I have a lot of work to do here in South Florida that needs to get done. And I have my company, more importantly, that needs to be taken care of. So my, my focus is really local. But, you know, this national chair, I think uh, when I read what they were looking for, it, it was really me that they were looking for. And, uh, you know, and uh, it was down my, my lane and I said, you know what, I can't pass this up, let me try out. But for sure, the future is, uh, I, I don't know where it's going to go, but I, I want to take care of home first. Well, you know, a huge shout out to George Cuevas, who introduced us. Love him. That's my favorite Mexican friend. <laughs> he, he's fantastic. And I was on his podcast, uh, Marketing and Margaritas, uh, not too long ago. And he said, you've got to meet George. You've got to meet him. And I said, well, for sure. I want to get on. I want to have him on my show, too. Let, let, let me tell you what I love about George. George is no bullshit. Exactly. Seeing what you get. And, you know, me and him, we're very much alike. You know, we know this business. We know how hard it is. We understand, you know, the dynamics. And, you know, we're not going to settle for anything but the truth. And we work hard. You know, we focus on what we feel is important. And I think we both have a nose for the future of this industry and where it's going. And he's done a great job of, you know, identifying, you know, great people that are out there like yourself and I. And, uh, you know, I think we have a lot of great things coming up for him and you as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I know. I was talking to him and I, I had a workshop last month that he was going to try to come out to, but he's in the Bahamas right now speaking over there in the Caribbean for... for Yeah, and so I was so proud of him. I'm like, well, how did I get that gig? I want to go speak in the Bahamas, right? Nobody, that's when you know you've made it, right? <laughs> exactly, but in talking to you before the show here a little bit, you were talking about NAR and is going to be in Orlando, and I've been on the fence about going, but I probably should go. You know what? The good thing is, is they got a great airport, so it's easy to get in and get out. Yeah. Um, they, they got a great hotel, it's next to Disney and uh, Universal Studios, so if you want to venture out after the convention, it's great as well. Uh, if you're smart, you make a vacation out of it and, and enjoy Orlando. But for me, I love to go there. I, I get to meet all my friends from throughout the nation, and I get to catch up, have a couple drinks and a couple lunches. Well, I have a funny story I told you before that I'd share with you during the show. Back in 1998, I went to a, a conference there. It was with Joe Stump Bio for Lonely, and it was a mastery conference. So there were a couple hundred of us went. We went to Orlando, and we decided to rent a limo and go down to Miami uh, for the night. And we went to Miami. We went to the living room. Is that place still around? We went to the living room in Miami, and we were, and you know, they don't even open the doors to many of those clubs until like midnight, right? Like, it, you know, when we're going home in California, they're just getting started. So we uh, ended up seeing Carmen Electra was there, and we got to dance and party with Carmen Electra. 
and we did not get back to the hotel until 7.30 in the morning, and I had to speak at 8.30 that day. And it was so awful. I was just in the shower praying, please, please, you know, <laughs> help me stand in front of this crowd and speak today. And I remember when I got home, my husband was like, what the heck happened to you? I look like I've been hit by a truck. So that's what Miami did to me when I was there. Listen, Miami, you know, I joke around, but I think it's the best place on earth. I, I, I've been everywhere, and the culture here, the people here, the, the way of life here, it's it's one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, but definitely the party scene is extreme. Yeah. Uh, you got you got you got to practice and hydrate yourself for <laughs> if you want to make it to the end of the night. Luckily for me, you know, I, I'm I'm uh, married with two kids, so like around one thirty, my my internal clock shuts down. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like Cinderella. You got to get me home. If not, I'm gonna fall. <laughs> Well, so tell us, as we'll kind of wrap up here a bit today, because I know you got a busy schedule, but the one thing that I wanted to ask you about is what is your plan for the stuff that you're doing with NAR? Can you give us any insight as to what you're hoping to do with this new position? So, so you know what? Great question. And um, so, so for me, I've always been a big technology buff. You know, I, I've always been researching technology, especially within our industry, anything that can give us an edge. And, and I'm sure you've, no, you've done this as well with your research and technology. You know, plug and play very rarely works. You know, you got to really work hard. Um, you know, nothing is really easy. So a lot of this technology that I've seen growing up in my industry um, hasn't been really effective. You know, there's been a lot of charlatans in our industry that overpromise and underdeliver. So you know what I'm looking for? Honestly, I'm looking for real things that work. Um, I, I want to go there and break real estate up very simple. I want to look for, you know, CRM solutions, email solutions. Um, marketing solutions. I want to see what's there, what's real, um, and uh, you know, look for the future trends. You know, I'm going there very open-minded, but I'm going to drill in and ask great questions. I want to see what's really going on there. And again, you know, it, it, you know, real estate's a forty billion dollar industry. And I, I remember hearing a, a talk from Swample saying that we love to throw our money at things that don't work. Yeah. So I want to make sure that when I go there, you know, I, I'm a great steward of the products that are being brought in there and making sure that they're for real, that they work, and that they're bringing real value to our realtors. Well, and you know, I'm really excited uh, about it and the fact that, you know, we have a woman coming in as the, as the NAR president. You know what, two things, and you might want to beat this, but she's a young woman. Yeah. And you know what, I think the NAR needs a breath of young people in there I think well it needs diversity is what I think you know what that, you know what I, I've had the honor of meeting a couple female presidents as, you know from NAR which has been pretty cool but you know what I think not only do we need diversity but we need somebody that understands the landscape of the direction that our industry is going in and, and I think Elizabeth you know has the right mindset she's doing the right things you know I'm really looking forward to helping her you know, meet her goals. And, and again, I, I think that, you know, we're going in the right direction. The fact that she opened up this chair um, for an election is, instead of assigning it or, or handing it down, I thought was a great sign of shaking up the NAR a little bit. Oh, so, it's I'm so needed. It's really exciting. Well, so as we finish up, I just want to ask what is next for you and your company? Where, where are you headed? What are you doing? So you know what, great question. I get that question all the time. George, what do you want to do? How big do you want to get? What do you want to do? And the honest, answer is I never thought it would be the size that I am where I am right now so um, I'm, I'm taking it day by day um, where do I want to be um, you know what I want to be in a brokerage where I have a bunch of listing agents who are happy to be here and who are growing 
you know, every single day and building up their business. You know, that that's where I want to be. If I can do that for 100, 200, 300, or 1,000 people, you know, I, I definitely want to be there. You know, I am definitely one of those. You know, I don't do real estate for the money. You know, I don't know how much money I have in my bank account. I let my wife handle that. She does a great job. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy coming to work. You know, I jump out of bed with enthusiasm. I'm very passionate about what I do. So if I don't have to sit down at a desk from nine to five and I get to jump around and train and meet agents and recruit and work on our marketing, if I get to do that for the rest of my life, woman, I am in heaven. Yes. Um, and if I get to make some money on top of that, are you kidding me? You know, so so for, for me. What a great life, huh? What, you know, are you kidding me? I am living a dream. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't even want to wake up. So, so ideally, I definitely want to keep on growing. I think that if you take a, a, a moment to check out our company, our social media page, our Facebook page, and you get to see how we market, you know, how we're hitting our themes, I, I think we're on to something. I think that uh, we're not reinventing the wheel, but I think we've been consistent and persistent on, on what is probably the most important marketing avenue that realtors need to consider. And we've done a great job in South Florida, which has been one of the most competitive markets of all time. Yeah. We've been able to build build a brand, build a following, you know, be a major player in this one of the most competitive, you know, arenas there. If we can do this in South Florida, I think, you know, there's no limit to what we can do. And again, you know, no limit to hard work, consistency, persistency will make it in any business. Yeah. So so, you know, I think you know, if anything, what I bring to our group is I bring some great leadership, some great inspiration, some fresh marketing ideas, and I take charge and I lead and I go where I go. And, and you know, I think that that recipe anywhere I think is, is, is going to do well. Um, but you know, my goal really is is to do real estate at the speed of now. So keep on chasing this industry, see where 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 it goes, and just make sure that I'm in the know, that I'm in between the transactions, not behind them. That's awesome. I love that. Well, you know what? I knew, I knew, I knew this was going to be a great conversation, and you did not disappoint. I already got some great uh, slide broadcasts and a couple other awesome tips, and I know we're going to have to get together in person for sure. For sure. Well, listen, you, you have my info. If you ever want to do this again, feel free. And whenever you're in South Florida, you have to hit me up for coffee at the very least. I will. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. And listen, I want to thank you for taking the time for investing in our industry by going out there and meeting new, fresh people throughout our industry, sharing it with your audience. I think you are improving our industry. It takes a big person to not only share, but to collect and, and distribute this. You know, you are doing great for our industry. I want, I want to thank you as well. Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we get to meet incredible people like George Hold on. Gara. I got it. Gara. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to share on social media. Head on over to iTunes. Subscribe. And it would be awesome if you left me a great review. So thank you again for joining us, George. It's been a fantastic opportunity to talk to you today. And I look forward to getting out there to uh, Florida and meeting you soon. All right. All right. Make it a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestate.com realworld.com 
and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.